and people may be chasing a hairdresser or some pink shoes or <laughs> in the stove with I mean in the kitchen with the neck bones but to God be the glory for those of you that made it and, and we just pray and we just believe God that he's going to meet us on the line today amen so the topic of course is from pain to purpose and the woman of God that the Lord placed in my spirit to minister and to speak to your hearts is none other than a woman of God by the name of Ruth very familiar story and i'm going to speak primarily out of the first chapter uh, many of us know how it ended but you know there's a time when we reflect on how did we get here and you know do i have what it takes to go through and many times when you're in the middle of that storm you'll find yourself questioning yourself god do i have what it takes to finish now with ruth's story we know the end with job's story we know the end but you know sometimes when you're in that hallway season of your life and you listen you you you're in the thick of that thing you you can't you came too far to go back and praise god you're you're almost intimidated amen but you have to move forward and so i would i want to share just i'm not going to stay before you long i know you all have a lot to do praise god and i honor your time and i want you to come back when we do this again but i do want to speak to you um by the spirit of revelation and just encourage you and pray that you find yourself in her story that you find yourself in her story praise god and that you draw strength from what this woman of god went through and not only that that you know of a of of, of uh, uh, by confidence and by faith that god is going to bring you out praise god and so in the story of ruth uh to to bring you into where we are this woman marries a young man now i could not determine whether she married malone or kilian i couldn't i couldn't make that determination and so but at either rate malone's name means whining or uh, wasting away and Kilian's name means sickness. So either way, the woman of God, she, she was suffering loss, right? She was either, either she was married to a man that was wasting her time. Hello, somebody. Or she was involved in a relationship that was unhealthy or that was toxic. And so that's where we're coming from. When we talk about from pain to purpose, what God wants you to walk away from this line, from this conference today with is understanding that God, there are nuggets in your painful season. There are nuggets of wisdom. There are nuggets of experience. There are nuggets of revelation. There are nuggets of, of, of person, that personal growth that you are going to walk away from, that you're going to be able to use, and you, it's going to be applicable to your next season. And so when you understand this, when you're in the middle of that hallway season, and as this woman of God was suffering loss all around her, not only was she suffering loss, check this out, the people around her were suffering loss. Now, how do you draw strength from folks that's just as broken as you? Hello, somebody. You know, could she run to Ruth and draw strength from Ruth? Probably not. Could she, I mean, from Naomi? Probably not. Could she run to Orpah? God knows. You can, you know, listen, everybody has that Orpah, right? The one who looks the part, the one who acts the part, praise God. But when the rubber hits the road and it's time to go through, that's the one that backs out on you. And as this, the Lord has given me this month a series, and he's been doing this all year. Uh, I don't know if he's going to continue that the rest of 21. I don't know praise God but I know in this particular month God has me talking about overcoming challenges challenging relationships and even in resurrection Sunday God has used he's he's given me a word to use uh to bless God's people to look at relationships and how you can align them to your death to your destiny and your purpose but with Ruth she's got a she's got she's listen she's connected to a woman who's so broken she can't even see her way out all right and then then she's also connected to a young woman who's there primarily for the fishes and loaves because once she draws everything that she can get from that relationship she's gone so you imagine being sandwiched between a woman of god who has who who you would think 
Praise God has what you need for the season. And then you also connected to a woman of God who is a man has got flight in her spirit. It will run at the drop of a dime. Praise God. And then you're suffering your own personal loss. This is a painful season. You know, many of us look at the fact, well, Ruth was married. Her husband died. Naomi presented a situation to her. She made a decision. She moved on. We focus on the Boaz. We focus on Boaz, but there's a process to Boaz. There are things, there's, there's a personality development that, that Ruth had to adhere to and had to embrace in order to qualify for the Boaz. Now, Boaz does not necessarily mean a husband or a spouse. Boaz can be whatever that breakthrough thing is that you need. Boaz may be your healing. Boaz may be a promotion on your job. Boaz may be an increase in business. Boaz may be the restoration of your family. So whatever your Boaz symbolically represents to you, that's the thing praise God that God God was using circumstances listen to me carefully because many times many of us and I'm keep track of my time because my people know I can go praise God but many times we are so focused on the pain Lord I'm going through I can't make it why 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 me it's a big thing why me Lord why I didn't do anything wrong who said you had to do anything wrong praise God who said you did do anything wrong life is cyclical you're going to have your ebbs and your flows you're going to have seasons where you're high you're going to have seasons when you're low and so the wisdom in that people of God women of God beautiful women of God you've got to learn how to maintain you've got to learn how to stay balanced you've got to learn how to coast you got to learn how to coast. When the, when the waves are coming, you got to learn how to buckle down. Praise God. When the tides is high, you got you have to learn how to navigate. And you got to learn how to how to the Bible says endure hardness. That's the token. You got to endure. When you are going through seasons of loss like Ruth did, praise God. And and loss it seemed like loss was it, it, it was what's the word I want to use? The loss was spreading. It wasn't just her. She was surrounded by people who were, who were I don't want to say losers, but people who were also experiencing loss. So who do you run to? And so it's times like that that you've got to tap into your own ain't of strength. And let me share something with you. When you're in a season of prosperity, when you're in a season of peace, when you're in a season where everybody around you is acting halfway normal, praise God, that's the time to go to God and get your strength. That's the time to go to the well and get your water. That's the time to lay before the Lord and, 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 draw, and worship. That's the time, praise God. Because surely, as the day is long, a time of warfare, the Bible says, earth goes sea time and harvest, it will never end. You've got to understand, you've got to understand, that even, and I often tell the church, that in times of peace, the Bible says, King Asa built borders, he established borders. And so many times what we do as women of God, when everything is going good, because listen, we were born for the battle. From the very beginning, we had the battle, praise God. The enemy didn't come to Adam, the enemy came to Eve. And so the woman, even the Bible said, I will put enmity, right? Even to the very end, it was the dragon warring against the woman. And so there's a power, I told the church this last week, Sunday, I think it was. There's a power that women have that the enemy cannot stand. And so he'll use every obstacle to siphon. And the Bible, Jesus told Peter, he said, the enemy want to sift you as wheat. You ever, have you ever seen anybody use a sieve and they've got flour and they're shaking, shaking, shaking? When you are in a sieve, my God, you're talking about shake, shake, everything. Your health is shaking. Your money's shaking. Your friends are shaking. Your husband's shaking. Your, everything around you is shaking. And it will, the enemy, his job is to move you to a place of perplexity to where, listen, because God is not going to change his mind about you, but the enemy wants you to forfeit. He wants you to forfeit and say, forget it. I'm done. I can't take it. And that's when he steps in, praise God. And so Jesus saw this thing. He saw this attack, praise God, coming toward Peter. And he said, Peter, he said, the enemy desire to sift you as wheat. And that was the plan of the wicked from the very beginning is with Eve. I want to sift you. There's a power that you have that nobody else on the earth has. You have the power to birth. 
You have the power to birth. You have the power to bring life. Listen to me, people of God. In Ruth's season of pain, she could not see that there was a Jesse in her loins. Did you hear what the Holy Ghost just said? He Listen, there was a Jesse, there was a David, and there was a Jesus coming out of her loins. But what the enemy will do will have you so focused on your pain. I feel God. He will have you so focused on your pain to where you can't say, oh, well, this happened, this died, that died. I, it, it must be me. God, listen, here's what we do. Because I'm a therapist and I hear this. Uh, God must be mad at me. It must be something generational. And it can be. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it must be something in my generation. Uh, God must be mad at me. Uh, the, Lord, the Lord never forgave me for what I did way back when. And, and some of that stuff may be true. But for the most part, praise God, is you need to learn how to police your mind and cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. In other words, Ruth may have said, yes, I'm suffering. Loss. I'm surrounded by women who are suffering loss, but I heard there's a seed of the word of God that this woman, Naomi, planted in me, and it was that seed that germinated people of God when it was time to make a decision. Many of you may be in that valley of decision. I don't know what to do. Some of you I talked to, I don't know what to do. Let me share something with you. The word has, uh, the seed has already been sown, and when it's time for you to make that decision, the seed will germinate. That seed knows when to respond to conditions. I grew up on the farm. I tell my church a lot of times and that seed will stay in the ground until the circumstances are right, until the sun is right, until the ground is warm enough, until it has enough water. You don't have to babysit your seed. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to pull it up and look at it, brush it off, kiss it, put it back in the ground. That seed knows. It, it, it Within the seed, praise God, within the core, within the nucleus of that seed, it instinctively knows when to break through, when to bud and when to spring forth. So the seed of the word that has been planted in you down through the years from whoever sold that thing in your sphere, it is in you. You never have to fear about what am I going to do in this situation. What you have to do is calm your spirit, praise God. Calm your spirit. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And trust that the seed of the word of God, as even uh, in the case of... um. Oh, Rahab, there was a seed planted in her. And at the appointed time when she had to make a decision, the seed germinated. You got to know that I may be in the valley of decision right now. I'm, I'm, I'm tossed. I've got uh, my, the walls are closing in on me, but I know there's a word in me and I'm trusting for that word to come up, spring up, put me in remembrance. God, remind me of your word. Praise God. And so when you find Ruth. And suffer, as she's suffering loss, she, like I said at the beginning, I don't know whether she was married to uh, Malone or Killian, but at either rate, it was a jacked up situation. Hello, somebody. Either she was married to a man who was wasting her time or she was married to an unhealthy relationship. And again, it doesn't necessarily, what I love about the word of God is not confined, praise God. The Bible says it's, it's not subject to private interpretation. In other words, her husband situation, may, it, it can be our family situation. It can be your health and you, it could be a friend, praise God, where you are connected to a relationship that is toxic. So you are covenanted with Achilleon or you can be connected to somebody who is wasting your time. So you are connected to a, to a Malone, praise God. Whatever that thing is, first of all, we believe by the spirit of God, he's going to break you from it, praise God. It's time for those relationships to die. This is a time of emergence. This is a time for caterpillars of, um, to, to break open his shell and let the butterflies be released, praise God, and soar into their destiny. You're coming out of that cave season. You're coming out of your cocoon. You've been in the shell too long. You've been in the cave too long. You've been in the dark place too long. It's time to rise up, praise God. Christ has given you new life. This is your season of new life. This is your season to soar, praise God. This is your season to stretch your wings, amen, and not be confound or bound, confined or bound by the things of your past. And so when Naomi comes to Ruth and she says, listen, Ruth and um, the Orpah, it's time for you to go back 
to your family. I have nothing left for you. I have no sons. Even if I marry and have a son, you're not going to wait. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For him to grow up and be old enough to be your mate. So why don't you go back? I have nothing else to offer you. Right. And, and so there's a wisdom in relationships, too. Let me just say that. I got I to gotta mention that while we're here. There's a wisdom in relationships when you know within yourself, if you're a healthy person, you know within yourself, I don't have anything else to offer you. And so many times we try to hold on to things, amen, and, and we try to fake it till we make it when you just need to have an honest conversation. Hello, somebody. Some of us need to sit down with some of our people, whoever your people, your tribe, and you need to have an honest conversation and say, listen, this is not working out or this is a new direction I need to take or this, whatever that conversation, because listen, in the midst of that conversation, truth is going to rise up. You're going to know if those who are with you are with you. Come on. Or you're going to know if you've got folk in your life there for the fishes and loaves. When Naomi, don't be afraid. I hear God say, don't be afraid to have those hard conversations. Some of us have backed back from having those hard talks because truth be told, you're afraid of what's going to come out. And the truth be told, you need to know what's going to come out. Because as you're building and as you're plowing and as you're moving forward, you need to know who you can trust and who you can depend on. You need to know those who's, praise God, who's going to walk into the trenches and ditches with you. You need to know who your Jonathans are in the spirit, praise God. And so there's going to come times when you're going to have to have some hard conversations. You're not going to want to have it. You're not going to want to, you know, uh, praise God, put that time in. But I'm telling you, for certain seasons of your life, when God is shifting you, amen, and I saw like a perpendicular kind of thing. Where God is taking you, listen, you moving from uh, horizontal and you going vertical, praise God. You're going to have to have some tough conversation. Hey, this is what God is doing in my life. Or this is what I feel like God is doing. Or, or whatever that situation is. And don't be afraid of what that person's response is going to be. When Naomi had that tough conversation with Ruth and with um, Naomi, she found out the true core of their heart. Now, if she would have never had that conversation, she would have never known that, that Oprah had flight. There's some people you never know. You will never know, praise God, that at the heat of the battle, they'll run and turn. Amen. And, and so there are times when you have to have those hard conversations. Hey, like one of my daughters reached out to me yesterday. She's like, Mom, I'm going through a health crisis. I said, Daughter, I'm with you. Let me know what reports say. Let me know. You know what I'm saying? When you're going through a crisis, you need to know who's there with you. You need to know who's there, who, who will hold your hand, who will wipe your nose, who will clean your bottom. I mean, come on, somebody. We don't need cosmetic friendships. I, you know, I don't need fair. Uh, Johnny Gill made a song, a fair weather friend. I don't need anybody that's with me as long as things are going good. Cause I, truth be told, I can walk by myself. I need somebody when I'm going through, when I feel like I'm half crazy, don't even know if I'm, if, if I'm called or if I'm saved or not, I need to know, can you handle me? Can you handle me in my mess? And so that was a conversation. Oh, I feel God. That was a conversation that Naomi had. She said, listen, I'm going through. I know y'all see me going through, right? I, everybody sees that I'm going through, praise God. When she returned to Bethlehem, even the people was like, hey, Naomi, she said, don't even call me that no more. Don't call me that. Call me Mara. Because she, was, she had embraced her bitter experience. I'll talk about that in a minute. But with, when Naomi had that conversation, it released Ruth into her destiny because Ruth had to make a decision. She had to make a decision. And the seed, listen to me carefully, the seed that Naomi planted and sowed in uh, Ruth, praise God, germinated and sprung up and Ruth said to Naomi she said and y'all know the story where you live I go your God is my God and suffer me not to leave me and treat me and all of that stuff praise God and so that was the decision that changed listen to me y'all it changed Ruth's life that decision that Ruth made was not about sticking with Naomi the decision that Ruth made was to stick with God and those are the decisions that you and I make when we're in those painful seasons, when you have to make a decision, am I going to stay? Am I going to fight? Am I going to go? There are decisions you have to make, praise God, that will ultimately define what your next season is going to look like. 
Some of the most powerful decisions, please hear me. Some of the most powerful decisions you will ever make is in your seasons of pain. For those of you who have ever given natural birth, praise God, and you've got doctors coming in, asking you, nurses coming in, do you want this? Do you want that? You, praise God. And you're having to make a decision in a moment of pain. And you can't describe, I don't care how many schoolings and how many books and how many, honey, if you had not gone through that pain, I can't even describe to you what that pain looks like. But they will still come to you seeing what you're going through. They see the sweat. They see the blood. They see you out of source, out of character, praise God. But they're still coming to you asking for, you or for a decision. Hello. Right. So you don't get and I often said there's no pain for you. There's no pass for pain. Ain't nobody going to say, well, I'm not going to bother you today. You don't have to work today because you're in pain. No, 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 no. You want to know who you are in your painful seasons. You want to know how close to God you are in your painful season. You want to know if you are, praise God, a loyalist or a flight risk. <laughs> Hello. And you, you want to know. You are going to know. And those around you are going to know. Because your pain-filled seasons, your painful seasons are going to reveal your true you. Because who we are in seasons of prosperity and seasons of, of wealth and seasons of abundance is that guy. Right? But who I really am is that person without this nice background. The person without this makeup. The person without this nice new wig, y'all. A whole new one for Easter. Praise God for Jesus. You know, the person I really am is the one without these nails. It, it, it's that me that's 3 o'clock in the morning when the enemy's telling me he went. That's who I really am. I'm the, I'm the person when nobody's around me. Right? I, I'm that person when I have to make decisions, praise God, that may not necessarily uh, flow in what I want. When I have to give God a yes when I really want to say no. That's my real me. So, so a lot of times we show up under these appearances and under, you know, under all of this stuff. And we, we, we praise God. We thank God for looking good. And we must do that as women. We got to look and we queens. As Jen was like, I love the back. I said, honey, we queens. Now, I might be going through. I might have to punch the devil in his neck when I get off the line. <laughs> but you'll never know it. Praise God. <laughs> but hey, we show up. We show up. And we do what must be done, praise God. And so you're going to find that when you're in those, those painful seasons, that's your real you. That's your real you. Listen, because you won't lie in a painful season. You don't even have time to lie. You can't even fathom a lie, praise God, because you're in survival mode. And so when Ruth found herself in her survival mode, her true essence arose. Same thing with Esther, many other powerful women of God. Deborah, in their painful seasons and seasons of conflict. Uh, uh, who was the other one? Um. Uh, Lord Jesus, what would uh, Miriam, you'll find seasons of conflict. That's who you really are. That's who you really are. So when Naomi comes to Ruth and she asks her daughters, daughter-in-laws, and, and, and she gives them a dilemma. And Orpah initially, I'm going to stay with you, mama. I won't leave you, praise God. But, you know, she went as long when Naomi kept pushing. Orpah was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go back to my folks. And that's her story. We ain't knocking that. That's just her story, right? But what God had for um, Ruth. And what God has for you and what God has for me, it's going to cost, it's going, it's going to cost, thank you, Lord. It's going to be an expensive yes. And it's going to look like you decided to do something that ha don't have nothing to do with what God called you to do. It's, it's going to look to you like, why in the world did I just say that? <laughs> why did I just say that? But what you don't realize is that in those moments of decisions, it's not you speaking, it's your destiny speaking. When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he wanted that cup to pass, it was his humanity. It was his pain was speaking. The vision of the things that are to come was speaking. Lord, if it's your will, let this cup pass. And then destiny spoke. Ooh, thank God for destiny speaking. Destiny said, nevertheless, not my will. Let Boy, I feel God. Jesus. Ooh, good God Almighty. Not, nevertheless, not my will. 
Ruth was a young, beautiful woman. You'll see later on in the story as she's uh, gathering crop, the men noticed her. So she wasn't just somebody. This girl was beautiful. And she could have very well said, you know what, mom? It's been nice. I enjoyed the fun, good times. I got to go. She, and you know what? And that could have been her story. But she decided, praise God, to follow destiny. And in following destiny, I'm telling you, in the beginning, it's going to look like, what in the world? I just made the biggest mistake of my life. Because the enemy is now going to bombard your mind with what you thought. Listen, with what you missed. You could have did this. You could have been that. You could have been that. He will bombard your mind. The moment Jesus gave his destiny a full yes, the Bible said the Holy Spirit drove him into the wilderness. Who came to visit him? The enemy. The moment, listen to me, people of God, women of God, queens, the moment you make that decision to say, yes, God, I, I, I will carry this cross. I will carry this cross for my marriage. I will carry this cross for my ministry. I will carry this cross for my children, for my son, for my daughter. Though they disrespect me, I will carry the cross. Yes, I will carry it for my business. I will carry. The moment you give God a yes, listen to me carefully. You heard it here first. You want to go through hell. I'm just telling you. It's not, it's going to, the enemy is going to make you seem like you made the worst decision of your life. And can I tell you something? That is the prophetic sign that you did the right thing. The moment hell comes after you make that decision for your prophetic destiny and you go through hell. Oh, honey, you made the right choice. Because why would the enemy fight you and try to push you back and convince you that you made the wrong move? Amen. If there was no glory coming behind that. So don't be moved by the warfare because I've seen this happen. I told God, yes. Yeah. So I, the minute I gave my life to the Lord, I started going through hell. The minute I launched my business, all the haters came out. Honey, haters going to hate. That's what haters do, praise God. And what they're doing is really, that's your, that's your audience. And so sometimes you need, praise God, I call the sandpaper people. You need sandpaper to sharpen and to refine you, praise God. You Sometimes you need it. We want to be comfortable. We want things to go well. We want to sit back and, and relax in the cool of the shade of the day. But I may intend to tell you, sometimes you need that. Jesus was surrounded by enemies he was surrounded and he listen my god he blew their minds i mean he, he they were always confounded people listen can i say this perfectly people are going to be confounded by how you're moving i was telling the church about stealth moves in the spirit i'm talking about strategize strategize military moves that an ordinary man don't even get the revelation to walk into that god is going to give you because he knows you're surrounded by enemies right he says so yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i fear no evil God said, don't fear no evil. Don't fear what they say. Don't fear their prayer. Well, they're praying against me, honey, pray on. Praise God. You know, there's a blood covenant. And you got to be careful, praise God, because the Bible says as much as you love cursing, it's coming back to you. So, you know, learn how to pray right. But you got to keep, you got to keep it moving. You can't be, you can't be distracted by the crowd. And I thank God that Ruth was not distracted by Orpah. I thank God she was not distracted by maybe even her own lonely season. And she's a woman that just lost her husband. And if you know anything about Moabite women, these women were like very sexual. That was a they had they were the ones who overtook Israel back in the wilderness. Balaam couldn't do it. So the Moabite women did it. So these were women that kind of put you in the mind of uh, like, uh, you know, I guess voluptuous kind of. Y'all know what I'm trying to say, like um, very appealing, sexually appealing women. So, again, I'm telling you, when Ruth made this decision to follow Naomi and, and to be a widow, continuing her widowhood, it wasn't that she had to. Ruth could have went back to her people, married, had a family and lived whatever the life she wanted to live. But destiny was telling Ruth there's something else in you. This ain't it. You God disconnected you from Kilion and God disconnected you from Malone. But this is not it. God is not bringing you out of a toxic relationship and bringing you out of an unhealthy relationship for you to just be stuck and not know. No, there's something else. There's something else that God is doing. And it may not be revealed to you right now because some 
of us, if we know what was coming, you destroy it. You get in front of God. You get on God's nerves. You, you, you don't even have, hello, you don't even have the wisdom for that season yet. Jesus, God, you don't even have the wisdom for that season. So there's some things that God is moving you into. You, you've got a taste of it. God gave you a taste of it, but God has not revealed the fullness of it yet because you don't have the wisdom for that season. You don't have the know-how. You don't have the tact. You don't have the skill set that you need for that season, but it's coming. And so what you need to be successful and, 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 and to uh, complete and, and to, um, to uh, fulfill that next season is what you want to learn in this season with Naomi. In this season of Naomi's life, here's what Ruth learned. Ruth learned how to serve. Ruth learned, praise God, uh, farming. This girl had never done that before. Hello, somebody. And so there are new skill sets. When you give God a yes, you want to find some strange opportunities. Did you hear what the Lord is saying? People are going to ask you, can you do this for me? And you're like, I've never done that before. I don't even know how to do it. You're getting ready to learn. Because in that, in, and you've got to be always keep your ears to the wall when you're in those destiny, and you're in the, when you're in those hallway seasons. Keep your ears to the wall. Because folks are going to pull on you some things that you didn't even know you had, but God said it's in you. And as they're pulling on you, you want to you wanna birth it. But then as you birth it, you're going to refine it, you're going to perfect it, and it's the skill set that you're going to need for your next season. So as Ruth is gleaning in the fields, praise God, as she's learning the agricultural industry, because listen, the girl's about to run the whole thing. Hello. She's about to run the whole thing, y'all. And so how do you learn? And see, this is why I love the Bible. The Bible says, despise not the day of small beginnings. What do we want to do? We want to get on a job and make $30 an hour the first day. You just came out of college this morning. You know, you got to give time. You got to grow into your space. You got to allow God to work. There has to be room. The Bible says your gift makes room. Yo, there's no room made for you yet. And so we're pushing and shoving and knocking and punching people trying to get into a spot that the room has not been made for you. And that's where there's, there's conflict. That's why there's so much agitation and irritation and stress because you're trying to fit yourself into a place that has not been made ready for you. Jesus said, I'm going to make a room. He said, I, he said, I go, uh, I'm going to make a room for you where I am. You'll be with me also in my house, uh, many mansions. If it were not so, I told you. In other words, Jesus will make room for you. Don't worry about well, when it's going to be my turn. Your turn is coming, but you're not ready for your turn yet. If you take your turn right now, you would destroy it. Praise God. You would sabotage it. Praise God. And so the term, the time, I wrote a book on that a little while ago, that it's coming. But allow God to process you from your pain. Because you can't, here's where we go, daughter. Listen to this, Prophet Jennifer. We can't jump from pain to purpose. You can't take your painful self into a purpose. <laughs> you can't. Because you don't have attitudes, right? The minute Boaz go to sleep, you're going to stand beside his bed panicking, thinking he's going to die. You see what I'm saying? You hadn't got healed from the trauma. I, I'm telling you, this is some true stuff that I've seen people do. The minute they come out of pain, they're ready to walk straight into the promise. But you still have the baggage of pain. That's why you don't trust nobody. Well, you know, I, 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 the Lord just called me to a cave. You've been in the cave for 50 years. You, it's time to come out the cave. Praise God. Come out the cave because God can't use you in the cave with just you and by yourself. God needs you on the front line. God needs his soldiers. He needs his women. He needs his tightest mothers, women with wisdom. This is the hour. Our young men, our sons are dying. So we need the mothers to come out the cave, praise God, and get out here and speak life into our sons. So we can't prophesy our own seasons based upon how we're feeling, praise God. I'm in my cave. The Lord shut me down. The Lord told me. He didn't tell you that. No, the Lord did not tell you that. Your, your hurt told you that and your pain told you that and your bitter frustration and your and, and, and you being mad with your timing. That's what told you. That's what told you that. Because now is the time for you. Your whole family going through. What you mean God said get in the cave? This ain't the time to be in the cave. Have you ever seen anybody go to war, daughter, and in the middle of the war they say, oh, it's time to take a break. If this is not the time you will die. They will shoot you in the back of your, I mean, I don't mean to be graphic, but I'm just saying you don't turn your back in a battle, but this is what happens when we haven't let that pain 
let God process us uh, uh, through that pain. Praise God. You, you do some weird things in a day of battle. I'm telling you, you will forfeit your blessings. You will forfeit breakthroughs in the day of battle because you have not allowed God to process you through that pain. And so with Ruth, praise God, she tells Naomi, yes, I'm going with you. Your God is my God. Your people is my people. Where you die, I die. Where you lodge, I lodge. And she follows um, Ruth, uh, Naomi into Bethlehem, Judah. People are looking at her funny because everybody knows about the Moabite women. Praise God. Listen, folk are going to talk. I heard about what happened, honey. Keep on hearing. Amen. And if you hear real good, praise God, you're going to really hear something. What you heard, you ain't heard nothing yet. Wait till what you're getting ready to hear right because what you're about to hear is god is about to connect me with something that's going to change my life forever as a matter of fact you're going to come to me looking for a job right so let folk look down on you let folk talk that's what folk do folk gonna be folk and let folk be folk praise god you stay focused on what god has called you to do so she's walking back into bethlehem judah she's walking behind naomi listen naomi is bitter she's mad she's angry and i get it i get it praise god however and this is what the wisdom you got to learn people of god you have to learn this kind of wisdom you have to learn how to be connected to people that god told you to connect to but disconnect from their nonsense that just preach all right by by itself right you gotta learn how to be connected Right. But disconnect from the nonsense. Matter of fact, I, here's how that looks. I love you, but baby, you crazy. And I'm not going to do that. No, don't call me today. But we'll talk next week. You understand what I'm saying? So you, she, Naomi, Ruth knew how to remain connected to, to Naomi, even though Naomi was going through a crazy, painful season. That takes a wisdom. Everybody can't handle that. Like, I, 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 I'm wondering now if God really called us to walk together because the way you acting, honey, I'm in my painful season. You got to forgive everything I say. You know what I'm saying? I mean, curse you out and prophesy in that same breath. I'm just saying, I, 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 I'm giving, you know, when you give birth, you don't know what you're saying. I take it. I, I don't want no more. I don't like kids. I mean, you just, you, because you're in pain, right? You can't hold, you can't hold what somebody says in their painful season because they're in their painful season. And it's not that person that's talking. It is the manifestation of pain. And so that's why sometimes I hear God. Sometimes we get in arguments with people. We don't have no wisdom to walk away, praise God. We don't have no wisdom to, to learn how to talk. So we get into an argument and then things are being said. And then as we say things, it's not coming out of your heart. It's coming out of your it's pain is talking or frustration or anger, whatever that manifestation is, is talking. And it's always going to come out and hurt. Pain is going to always come out with a knife in his hand. That, that's, that's the way pain works. Whenever you're in a conversation with pain, it com- that conversation comes out. You're talking about the Lord having a sword in his mouth, right? To exact vengeance and judgment. What do you think about a person, praise God, that's angry? They have a sword in their mouth too. Whatever they say can hurt you. James talked about that. So you've got to take those things with a, a grain of salt. And you have to realize you got to, like Ruth did Naomi, you got to separate the doer from the deed. That's wisdom. That'll save a lot of Well, he says, we got into argument. He said that I burn the chicken all the time. Uh, he was mad. Fix some more chicken. I guarantee you he'll eat it. You, you see what I'm saying? So you've you got to learn how to, how to separate the deed. We, we say a lot of things. Some of us, even we say things to God. God, Jeremiah told God, I'm not preaching no more. I'm done. I'm finished. Don't call me. <laughs> I'm tired of prophesying these people. They're hard-headed. I'm sick and tired of them. They can't stand me. I, I, don't, I don't have to go through this, right? But he was speaking out of his pain. Jesus said the same thing. Let this cup pass. Let it pass. It did not pass. So we've got to learn. And this is what the Ruth learned uh, with Naomi. She learned how to separate. Yeah, Naomi's talking real crazy right now, but I know God called me. And so what the enemy would have done is cause Ruth to focus so much on Naomi. And Naomi is misfiring. I mean, she's, she's off the chain. Hey, Naomi, don't call me that no more. I'm Mara. I'm bitter. I'm, you know, my husband's dead. All my sons. I got this girl left. I don't know what to do with her. I mean, yeah, I don't have no money. I don't, I mean, you know, put yourself in her shoes and you can understand why. Yeah, she was bitter. 
But she didn't try to hide it. She said, call me bitter. I mean, you know, she owned it. You see what I'm saying? But Ruth, the wisdom of Ruth, and we're still talking pain to purpose. I'm really trying to wrap this up. I'm hoping I'm okay. I'm about 31 minutes in. I'm timing myself, y'all. I'm learning to be good. <laughs> but she, but, but what Ruth learned is Ruth learned how to separate what Naomi said from Naomi's place in her life. Let me say this. When you're coming through a pain, painful season, God is going to place some people in your life. One or more, at least one. And, and that person is going to be tasked and anointed and graced to help you through that because of what God has put on the inside of you. When you think about Mary, when Mary first uh, conceived, Joseph tried to abandon her. The angel, listen, God told, woke that boy up in his, in his sleep and said, go back. You see what I'm saying? So even though Joseph did not want to walk with her because of the stigma and because of the rep, you know, things that were going on. But God said, no, in this season, oh, I feel God. She, she's too vulnerable. She's carrying. See, Ruth was carrying, even though Ruth hadn't conceived yet. She was carrying. She was carrying destiny. Praise God. Like I said, she had Jesse in her loins. She had David in her loins. She had Jesus in her loins. And so she needed somebody to walk with her. And so God, when Joseph started acting crazy, I, I, he, the Bible said he put her away privately. And we thank God for that. He was a great man of integrity. But the Lord said, no, that's not good enough. I don't care how quietly you try to put her away. I told you to marry her. And so God went and visited, wake that, wake that man up in his sleep and said, go find her, marry her and take care of Jesus. And do you know what happened, a daughter, Jen, is that, guess what? I, and I'm just saying, I'm just reading between the lines, praise God. But um, apparently something was still in Joseph's heart. He and Mary had some more kids, right? But something happened in Joseph's heart to where, guess what? He could never see the fulfillment of Jesus' destiny. God cut him off. Same thing with Sarah. God cut her off. You see what I'm saying? And so, you know, just know that when you're in those painful seasons, there are going to be people that God will assign to walk with you. Now, listen to me carefully. I didn't say they're going to be perfect. I didn't say they were going to be speaking in tongues every day. I didn't say they're going to pick up the phone every time you call. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is there are people that God will assign to you to help you through your painful seasons so that you don't abort or miscarry what God has put inside of you. Now, they may not know what you carry. It may not be for them to know, praise God. God. But God knows by the, his spirit. He knows who has what you need. When Mary, praise God, got pregnant, she had to leave home. The Bible, the Lord said, go to Elizabeth's house. And Elizabeth began to nurture and mentor Mary for that next season. It took a praying woman, even as she was going through the same thing. It took a, come on somebody. You got to have somebody there. So you can't allow pain. Here's where I'm going with this. Is you can't allow pain to embitter you so much the way I don't trust nobody. They in my business. What they calling me for? I'm telling you, 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 you are doing more harm to yourself than good. Now, am I saying open up the floodgates and let everybody in my god no but there are some people god will show them to you in the realm of the spirit who are ordained to walk with you and who will make sure they will cover you and protect you praise god from darts and warfares that you can't even see because you're trying to figure out whether jesus love you but yet they're covering you god is waking them up in the middle of the night god is giving them words concerning you they are speaking life over you praise god until you get to the point to where you can stand up on your own so fast forward moving forward so now after naomi gets delivered and she's talking right. Because that's how that thing works. God moved her through the process. Ruth is feeding her every day. Ruth goes out. The woman is working hard. Little did she know she's sowing seed. Little did she know she's sowing seed. She's working hard every day. Right? And she's working through her pain season also. She's working hard every day. She's making sure Naomi wants for nothing. God releases Naomi to now see. Because Boaz was their redeemer all along. Hello, somebody. The breakthrough was there all along. But pain will blind you to what God has for you. Woo! Hello. 
pain will blind you. Pain will say, that's it. I don't want to date no more. I don't want to marry no more. I hate men. I hate life. I hate Jesus. I hate the church. I hate the pastor. I'm telling you, pain will, pain will chase you from your stuff. Pain will do it. If you don't allow God to process and if you don't understand what's on the other side, there is a blessing on the other side of pain. It's all throughout scripture and God cannot lie. There's a blessing on the other side of pain. And so as Naomi is working, because listen, oh, don't you love Jesus? Naomi could not receive her deliverance with Na- in the house. Excuse me. Ruth could not receive her deliverance in the same house with Naomi. That, that just wasn't going to happen. And so what God does, there's a separation there. But it, it's, a, it's, just, it's just, just for eight hours. <laughs> it's just for eight hours. It gives Ruth a chance to work and think and process and grow and flourish. And it gives Naomi time at home alone. So you can't be around folk when you're in a painful season. I need you to call me. Come by my house. Take me to the store. Sometimes even in your painful season, though God has put people in your life, you still will have. There's some things you got to walk out by yourself. They, they can't hold your hand through everything. No, I'm not going into that bathroom with you. Now, I will be outside when you get out. But that's where we draw the line, sis. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So even in your painful season, sometimes there's a need to want to be up under somebody all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. And you got to understand that that may not be what that person is capable of at that moment. It doesn't mean that they're not there for you. They just don't have that capacity to be around you because you are a hot mess. You know what I'm saying? And they may be too. And so in order to preserve that relationship, you may have to walk away for a minute. For a minute. You still covenanted, but you may have to walk away for a minute until God does what he needs to do in you and God does what he needs to do in them. And then you come back together. So Naomi receives this release in her mind. She's she can think. Right. She she's she's functioning. Praise God. And she says to Ruth one night. Have you thought about Boaz? And now the seeds that Ruth sowed are germinating again. That's why you should always sow seed. Oh, I don't care whether you're going crazy in your mind. Always do good. Look for opportunities for God to use you because you never know when that thing is going to come back at the time that you need it most. Ruth is home rubbing her feet. She's hurting. Her back is hurting. And all of a sudden, Naomi releases a word of destiny that changed her life. Have you considered Boaz? Who? I ain't even think about no Boaz. I'm trying to figure out how much potatoes I can bring home tomorrow. I mean, you know, my mind ain't even there yet. But Ruth released, uh, Naomi released that seed. Because uh, both of their seasons of pain had ended. Listen, both of their seasons. And so, listen, and this is how, well, how do I know? How do I know my season's ended? You know when God releases something new and something fresh to you. If nothing new and nothing fresh is coming, it's because you're still in pain. And if you try to touch something new in your painful season, you're contaminated. Oh, boy. You're contaminated. It, it, now, God had Boaz in mind from the time that uh, 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 Elkanah moved to Moab. You know what I'm saying? God didn't just come up with that. Oh, I think hmm, this would be a good idea. It was already predestined. God had already, that thing had already had. God had already knew Elkanah was going to leave Bethlehem. He knew the boys was going to die. He knew what Naomi was going to say. God already knew. God, just like he already knows about your stuff. Yeah, nothing is taken in by surprise, right? But God knew that it would take Naomi's deliverance and Ruth's deliverance before the name Boaz could even be mentioned. And so when Naomi received her deliverance, Ruth received hers, then they could have that conversation. There's some conversations you can't have with people right now because they're not delivered yet. It's the right thing to say. It's the, it is the right thing. It is the word of the Lord. But if you give that, it's like you cast, uh, what the Bible said about um, um, casting your pearls before swine and giving, uh, giving that which is holy to a dog. Even though it's the right thing, it's not the right time. Timing is everything. So moving on, praise God. The word is released. Now the spirit of prophecy can move because we're free and we can hear God, right? And she's releasing his word. 
and she gets back there. Y'all know the story, praise God. She goes and she presents herself to Boaz. And listen, Boaz was in a hurry because guess what? That was what God was doing all along. So I hear people say, you know, why does it take God so long? It doesn't take God long. God is waiting on you. We're the hold up. Boaz was the redeemer from the moment Malone and Kilion died. Boaz was in position. It wasn't Boaz. It was Ruth and Naomi. So a lot of times it's our pains and our inability to submit to the healing process that's holding up the blessing. Well, God, why this hadn't happened for me? Why? Did it, because you won't sit still. Let God heal you. I was counseling a pastor this morning and when we we're talking about her daughter and her daughter is just, I mean, everybody's at fault for what she's been through. Everybody. I said, until she sit down and say, God, I got to own my stuff. She'll never see freedom. She'll never see deliverance. You cannot go through life blaming it. Well, you know, my daddy wasn't there for me. My mama wasn't there. My grandma beat me half crazy. And, and that may be your story or not. You know what I'm saying? But you grown now. The Bible said when, when I was a child, I spake as a child. Yes, I suffered things as a child, but now I'm a grown. And you got to put the work in, whether it was a divorce or death or uh, infidelity or being mistreated or church hurt or whatever your trauma, place of trauma is. You now you are now responsible to seek your own freedom. You have to you, listen. You got to accept the apology you may never get. You're waiting for so-and-so to apologize and so-and-so have been dead for 12 years. You know what I'm saying? And so how long, even the Lord said, how long are you going to, how long are you going to wander around this, this um, circle? How long? How are you going to be halt between two opinions? At some point, as people of God, as women of God in particular, praise God, they carry nations in our womb, whether it's a natural nation or a spiritual nation. As women of God in our womb, we got to get to a place where we say, God, I'm, I'm not good. I, I'm unhealthy. And I'm toxic. And it takes a real grown person to say that. I'm, I am, I, my thoughts ain't even right. I have thoughts. I'm like, good God Almighty, the blood of Jesus. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You just don't let thoughts just harbor and sit and marinate and give birth. When you know things are coming into your mind based upon events or memories or somebody say, you got to guard that. You got to cast that thing down so that it does not settle into your spirit and contaminate the work that God called you to do. So in my closure, praise the Lord, <laughs> is, is that, you know, this woman, you're talking about a woman who went through pain and suffered loss and was surrounded by people. Who suffered loss. And so you'll find those times in your life when you really, you're trying to find somebody to go to. And you're like, God, I, everybody I know going through. You know, who can I talk to? At time, In times like that, you've got to depend on the Holy Spirit of God. And that's what Ruth did. Ruth had to depend on the seed of the word that Naomi, the Bible said Naomi was a, a godly woman, a righteous woman. And you know she sowed good seed into, into to Ruth. Because Ruth said, your God is my God. Why, how would she even know to say that? Because Naomi introduced Ruth to her God. I don't know what happened with Orpah, but Ruth, amen, had the heart, amen, and the patience to sit and to study and to learn from Naomi. And I'm telling you, when it was time to make the decision, the seed sprung forth and she was able to make a righteous decision. All hell broke loose. The girl had to go through. She had to leave everything. Bad enough, you, you married this man and he died. Okay, now you, I can imagine a family, girl, you five kinds of crazy. You want to follow this woman back home. You know how those folks feel about us. But she had to follow some some of your decisions are not going to make sense to people who have not received the word of the Lord concerning your stuff. Don't listen. Save yourself the headache of trying to prove to folk what God has said concerning you. When God has not given them the grace, they don't have the unction. They don't have the wisdom or the common sense to hear God. They can't hear God for themselves, much less confirm what God is saying to you. And so what you don't want to do is find yourself caught up in a battle. Well, I'm trying to tell you what God said. I'm trying to tell you, honey, listen, if you got to do all that persuasiveness and, and, and enticement, it, it, you, you can't. 
You cannot force somebody to receive something that God has not given an impartation to. They cannot receive it. They don't. The Bible said uh, that these things are spiritually discerned. Everybody, they can't. Uh, you can tell them to you blue in the face. See, see my YouTube, see my book, see my video. Yeah, but I remember you did this five years ago. They, 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 it's, they're walking in darkness. Amen. And so, you know, th- these things are spiritually discerned. You cannot expect an unspiritual man, a carnal man to understand spiritual things. It, 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 they walk on two different planes. And so, but with Naomi, with Ruth, excuse me, even though she stepped into that season of, of destiny by making this decision and all hell broke loose, she stood, she stayed the test. She endured it, praise God. And she allowed God to process her through it. She didn't abandon Naomi. Naomi was talking crazy. And here you would think a young woman's taking care of this old woman and she's got a nerve to be complaining, right? But that was her assignment. And it was that same woman that when God opened up her mind and opened up her eyes, she said, daughter, there's a blessing. Listen, the blessing, y'all, was not connected to Ruth. The blessing was connected to Naomi. It was Naomi that had the key to unlock Ruth's next season. Ruth had been, the Bible says, she'd been gleaning on that field. Boaz knew who she was. When she approached him, he said, yeah, I heard about you. You see what I'm saying? But there was, a, I like the word to use an injunction. There was an injunction and an embargo. I don't care how nice Ruth looked or what kind of perfume she bought. There was a blockage between Boaz and Ruth that only Naomi had the key, good God Almighty, to unlock. Only Naomi, only Naomi could unlock her to her next season. Only Naomi could unlock her to her next season. Naomi told her what to do. Naomi told her when to do it. Praise God. And then when she and Boaz consummated their marriage, the Bible said Ruth conceived and brought forth Obed. Obed brought forth Jesse. Jesse brought forth David. And the rest is a glorious history. Praise God. And the Bible said that Naomi nursed Obed from her own breast. So God restored even Naomi. Listen, because of what God was doing in Ruth's life. From pain to purpose, y'all. You, we are not the only one that's suffering loss in whatever area, relationship area. All of us have walked through being connected to somebody wasting our time or somebody in a or some toxic person or maybe a combination of the two Jesus helpers. <laughs> but what I am saying is that there's power in endurance. Is it going to be easy? No, I try to explain it to y'all. There's going to be times you're going to want, I, I should have stayed where I was. I would remember they said that in, in the wilderness. I, we should have stayed in Egypt. We were better off with leeks and gunions, uh, gunions, uh, leeks, uh, garlics and onions. And Moses said, yeah, but you was in slavery. You forget that. Right. And so, you know, there's a tendency, though, when you in those, those painful seasons, your human nature will remind you of your good old days. But if those days were so good, you would never have cried out to God for deliverance from those good old days. So that that those warfares of your mind will come. It's, it's, it's a part of that season. So it's, it, don't think, oh, pray for me, my mind's going to praise. No, 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 no. What you do is you grab a hold of your thoughts. Devil, I bind you. I block you in the name of the Lord Jesus and put on some worship or read your word or remove yourself from that toxic uh, place in your mind. Remove yourself. Sometimes I have to literally get, I get my car and drive a sunroof back when uh, uh, music blaring to just drive that stuff out because music is therapy right even the Bible said when Saul was vexed what did, what did Saul do call for David and David played skillfully and when David played skillfully the Bible said that the demons were, dri- were driven away from Saul you can't just sit there I'm just going through my mind somebody come pray for me pray for me honey you have to get up and fight you have to get this next season is calling for a warrior you it's not this this you wimps don't survive in the place where you're going 
So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to gird up your loins, you're gonna have to look into scripture and find out, okay, how did this person come through that? How did they what's the struggle? Or ask somebody, can somebody please tell me? Dor- Dorothy says, Show me how to get back to Oz. Right? How do I get played? Lord Jesus, the folks had her going all the way around a yellow brick road. Come to find out, it was in her all the time. And here you go to five conferences, a revival, and a church plant, and the power of God was in you all along. All you had to do was just, just get into a place of worship and release those warfare tongues and bust those devils in the head. That's all you had to do. Now you done travel around the world and spend all your, your stimulus money trying to get a breakthrough and trying to find out who you are. And all you needed was to fall on your face and worship. All you needed was some William McDowell or somebody playing in on your Bluetooth and just go before God. Because it's in you. That destiny seed was in root. All she needed was a Naomi, praise God, to keep driving it. Go down to Boaz Field and glean. Go and pick this up. All she needed was she did pray that all she all she needed was somebody to give her instruction and for her to obey the instruction. It's just that simple. It's, it's just that simple. This is what God is saying that you need to do. Is uh, Will you like it all the time? No. Do what God say do. Be obedient to it. And watch God. God, the Bible said, in heaven, he will have a readiness to avenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So we want God, God, fix my husband, fix my grandchild, fix my uncle, fix my mama, fix the cat. But God said, you won't let me fix you. <laughs> I can't get you to sit still for nothing. Everybody on the altar. You got your whole family, your grandmama, people from five generations ago. You keep chasing down generational stuff. And you guys say, I got, I just want you, you right here today, presently in April, 2020. Can I just talk to you? Everybody else on the altar. Yeah. Bishop, he told me I couldn't preach. God deal, deal with him. Speak to a bishop. God said, I'm going to leave Bishop alone and I'm going to talk to you and help you walk through what rejection looks like. You see what I'm saying? Stuff is real, y'all. That's the word of the Lord. That's the word of the Lord. You're walking from pain to purpose. We all have been there. Some of us may still be in that place. Praise God. It's cyclical. God will take you through a painful season. He's going to equip you with skill sets that you're going to need. Right? Because Boaz was a businessman. This, he, he didn't need somebody that didn't know how to, how to count. And so she, the skill that Ruth needed to learn to stand beside her husband in business and in that industry, she learned it in the cotton field or on the tomato field uh, the um. Uh, whatever the grain field was, she, uh, she learned it, barley field. She learned it. So there are lessons that we have to learn, praise God, that sometimes it's going to cause you to sweat. Sweat equity is what I call it. You're going to have to put some work in for God to work in. God may be saying, I'm going to restore your relationship with you and your daughter, right? And then all of a sudden, somebody on your job, a young somebody on your job, puts you in the same mind of your daughter. Kind of, you know, and you even said to yourself, well, she kind of reminded me of my daughter a little bit. And, and all of a sudden, she's this girl's pulling on you. Now, here, you don't have no relationship with your child at all. I mean, the girl won't speak, won't text, won't call, won't visit, won't do nothing. But this young lady on your job keeps pulling on you. She's even calling you mama. And what you fail to realize is that work relationship is that's your barley field. And as you're learning how to deal with her, God is giving you wisdom. God is giving you motherly wisdom how to deal with your daughter the next time she called, the next time you see her in Walmart or wherever. You see what I'm saying? Here it is, you and your spouse not getting along. All of a sudden, you got a young, and I, did, I had this happen a couple of years ago. A young man on the job, oh, oh Lord Jesus, he, you talking about marriage problems? He, his marriage problems make yourself look like we good. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he, he was just, he was cheating on his wife, she was cheating on him. I, I just wanted to beat the both. I mean, I, I was like, I just wanted to get the both of y'all together. And just, like, what is going on? Beautiful two little girls in the middle. And she's messing and he's messing. I did it because she did. I said, so I guess I make it right. 
They ultimately ended up divorcing. But what I'm saying is, even sometimes when you can't really see eye to eye at home, you, you just watch God. Just watch, watch, pay, start paying attention. I always say to somebody, watch what's happening around you. Because in some of those areas where you may lack certain skill sets, I'm not saying something's wrong with you. I'm just saying, you know, you hadn't developed that yet. That's all that is. You're still anointed. You're still awesome. You're beautiful. And everything is wonderful about you. But there are certain areas that are, you have a deficit in certain areas. And I do too. And I, I'm, that's why I'm always looking when I'm at work or when I'm in the community. And I, I, sometimes God blows my mind, but I'm like, wow, God. And I take it and I absorb it, you know, and I, I, I receive that impartation. Because I'm like, God, I needed that wisdom. I needed that. That I re- You've got to recognize where your voids are. We can't be so prideful. Well, I got everything straight. No, you don't. you got to recognize I have a void. The way I talk to my son, I notice we, we ain't right. The way I talk to my aunt, we ain't right. So there's a void. How do, I don't know how to get through. I don't know how to. When you have areas that are dark, where you lack understanding, that's a void. The Bible said darkness was over the face of the void of the deep. It was a dark space until God, the spirit of God hovered over it. And then he brought, he spoke to it. And so when there are dark areas, you may have a dark area in your finances and your whatever that health or whatever. Praise God. I'm always looking y'all. Show me how to lose his weight. Show me, show me, show me. I got my ears to the ground, drinking all kinds of water and stuff. And so, you know, that's a void in my life. That's a struggle in my life. So I'm always listening. I'm asking you, how'd you lose weight? You see what I'm saying? You can't be so prideful to where you have a void and you act like it ain't there. That's a, it's a big old whole black hole in your life. Okay. That needs to be filled. And so what you do is you look for opportunities from the earth realm, from people, dirt bodies who are people who are human agents that can fill that void. Am I saying you're supposed to stay connected with those kind of people for life? No, they're just there to drop your importation. Well, you need to do this. Don't eat bread before you go to bed. That was it. That's the whole only purpose in my life is to give me that nugget. And I receive that importation. Thank you. That's all you need. So with Ruth, for certain areas that God is bringing you into, certain areas of prosperity, certain areas of breakthrough that God is bringing you into, open your ears and hear and receive and be cognizant of the movements around you. Because God, with, with, uh, with Ruth working on that um, barley field, she was receiving it. I can imagine women saying, put your basket on this way. Hold it this way. See, so onward. Those are all impartations. Quit telling me what to do. Y'all know how we do it. I know what I'm doing. No, you don't. Otherwise, it wouldn't tell you. So learn how to be receptive. Learn how to be teachable so that as God is processing you through this pain season and moving you into your next, you've got the skill sets that you need. Amen. Father, I bless you and I love you. And I thank you for these awesome, phenomenal women of God who took time on this Saturday afternoon to 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 just hear and pull aside to hear what the word of the Lord is saying to them. God, I thank you for uh, uh, our um, elder sister Ruth. I thank you for even mother Naomi, Lord God, and their experiences. Thank you, Father, for the wisdom that you chose, that you use, God, to to add that to scripture so that we can look at it. God, we can examine it and and, and apply it, apply their these principles to our own life. I speak to every woman of God who is connected to a Malone or a Killian, those God who are connected to people who are wasting their time. I speak to those who are connected to people who are just toxic that no matter what they do is just not good enough father and god i re- i ask for a release and impartation of wisdom father whether it's on a job in walmart or wherever that they would hear the word that would give them the st- instruction and the strategy god to navigate successfully in this season because god this that season is a short season it's not an eternal season it's not a perpetual season it is a short it is a it, it is a, a season that is soon to expire and so god i thank you for those who are coming into place right now to fill those voids 
avoids, God, to give them an insight that they need, that they can be released from it, God, and move on into the next place. God, I speak to those who feel fatigued, who feel frustrated. And God, I release strategy, insight, clarity, God, clarity of mind. God, we command the crooked paths to be made straight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God, those, God, who are connected to Naomi's, whether it's a male or female, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and they feel frustrated. They feel like, well, is this really working? Is this really God? Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that clarity will come, Father, and that they won't be moved, God, so that they can be in place to receive that word. When that word comes, that they'll be in place. When that word comes, God, they'll be properly positioned and posture, God, to move right on into the next uh, uh, season, God, with no delay, Father. Seamless transition. I kept hearing you say, seamless transition, God, from Ruth losing her husband to uh, embracing Naomi to moving to uh, Bethlehem, Judah, to moving to the field, to moving to Boaz has to become the mother of Obed, God. Seamless transition. The woman had no issues. She flowed from one season to another, God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, God, I release, God, that seamless flow over the people of God, that they won't kick against their season. They won't fight against their season. That they won't be withheld and delayed in certain seasons, God, but that they will grab a hold to the word of God, endure the hardness, endure the suffering, and understand the purpose behind the suffering, that it will not be like this always. The songwriter said, this too shall pass. The pain will pass. The tears will pass. The hurt, the shame, the guilt, the condemnation, all of that will pass, God, as we grab hold to your word, Father, and walk in that which you have for us. God, the things that you have in store for us, you say, I have not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has for them, but you have revealed them to us by your spirit. God, help us to look not after the flesh, not walk after the flesh, but walk in faith and to see, God, that there's glory coming after this. I pray for those who are in toxic marriages, God. I pray, God, for those who are in toxic relationships with their family, with their friends, God. I pray, God, for your wisdom, your strategy, your insight. Some of them, it may not be in your will to disconnect. They may have to walk it out, God. But in the name of Jesus, you're able to bring peace. You said you'll make, when our ways are pleasing to you, you said you'll make even our enemies our footstool, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, make our household enemies our footstool. The Lord God, in the name of Jesus, spirits that don't want our children to connect, spirits that don't want our spouses to connect, spirits that don't want our families to connect. God, in the name of Jesus, we cast it down, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, God. We come against guilt. Even those of us who made mistakes in our painful season because we didn't know we were just hurting and just trying to survive in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask you to forgive me for what I said, for what I did while I was in my painful season. I acted unseemly. God, I said things that I was that was coming out of my pain and not out of my true core of my heart. But I ask you to forgive me if I wounded somebody in my painful season. I ask you to forgive me, God. And I not just forgive me, God, but give me tokens of repentance. Give me tokens to repair that relationship. Show me what to do. Show me what to say, God, that I can rebuild those destined relationships, God, and that you will get glory out of them, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you for the women of God, Lord God, even as we're in this resurrection season, let all things become new. Those who feel like the walls are closing and those who feel like my life is over, the devil is a lie and the truth is not in him. There's so much more. Ah, you haven't seen it. Hallelujah. The plans that God has for us are good and not of evil. Oh my God. And God has an expected end for us, God, Father. And so Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the women of God that are stepping into it. We thank you, God, that they're shedding the old God. Even a snake knows how to shed his skin. Even an eagle knows how to molt her wings, God. So as the people of God, the women of God, learn, teach us how to shed. Teach us how to shed, Lord God, the weight of people's opinions. Teach us how to shed the weight, God, of what folks said, what our ex said, what the, Lord God, teach us how to shed it, God, so that we can step out, God, and to be a fully garment, Lord God, with the newness, God, a new oil, new walk, new outlook, new mindset, God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, this 
this is not the end for us, God. Let us not put a period where you put a comma and let us not say amen where you have not given a benediction. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you are the God that heals us. You are the God that delivers. You are the God that set free and the healing is our portion as daughters of Abraham. Lord, healing belongs to us, God. The woman with the issue didn't have to pray. All she had to do was press. God, there are things that we're praying for that we should, all we got to do is press in, God. All we have to do is show up and be obedient and the breakthrough, Lord God, the hemorrhage will dry up. And many of us have been hemorrhaging in our heart, hemorrhaging in our soul, God, hemorrhaging in our emotions. And God is saying, if you press in, daughter, I heal you. So, God, we love you. We bless you. We magnify you, God. Your name is to be praised on this resurrection season. Lord God, we thank you that you are being resurrected in us even afresh, God. And so we love you and we bless you and we give your name the highest praise in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Women of God, I just want to say to you all, first of all,